Good morning. Welcome. Gospel Pursuits broadcast. Nice, fresh, sunny. Sunny. For some reason, it's still sunny. The weather has been saying it's going to rain all week, but it has not got there yet. We are still sunny. We are still in a nice, lovely heat wave in this uh, precious town of Southport that I live in. Um, well, we are. You are welcome. This is this is a very cheesy opening. Now we are. You are welcome. You have to have the ding on the teeth, don't we? Uh, but welcome to the broadcast. We are, as I say, on Wednesday, second day. We're back. We had a couple of weeks break, um, or I had a couple of weeks break. When I say we, I always imagine this team of people running around helping me uh, set lights up and cameras, and they just kind of... I think they live in Narnia or uh, Middle Earth or something like that. I can't really see them. But uh, my team is coming. Hallelujah. Um, I believe that it is good. We are not on the worldwide um, Glorious TV network at the moment. I'm still waiting for a response from from Pastor Martin in Kenya. So if that does come through, I will pause and um, reconnect and, and get it all sorted out so that we can go live over there as well. But um, say welcome to the broadcast. Share it. Uh, shared this thing. We're on um, part two of your new life or new life facts is the, what I've, I think I've worded it as. And we're looking at um, just, I kind of had this thing rolling around on the inside of me for the last uh, few days really and just watching and observing how how people are reacting to the fact that, you know, especially for from a UK perspective obviously because I'm, that's where I'm based, um, of like the new restrictions being lifted, all the restrictions being lifted, you know, you don't have to wear a mask in shops anymore, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that, and the response of how churches respond, and, and all this kind of, I've just been watching, and, and just, and seeing how different things are coming through, and you know, I've come through, through a rough patch over the last couple of weeks, just a bit with health stuff, just fighting with the word of God, hallelujah, and I've overcome, you know, victory always comes, if you stand on the word of God, victory always comes, and you always get through, and you always succeed, and you live a lifestyle that is completely over and above, God said he'd abundantly provide for us, abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, that's an amazing scripture verse, I love that scripture. We love to quote that. God's going to do abundantly above all that we ask or think. And if you go into the Amplified, it even it blows it up even more. But the, the the reality of it is it's according to the power that works in us. And what is that power? Well, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ, isn't it? The power of God is the gospel. The gospel of salvation is the power of God, Paul said. And when Paul turned up to meet at... Um, at a church, um, or start a church, or a city, he came in fear and trembling. He 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 didn't know what God was going to do, perhaps, or maybe he was, you know, he was aware of his own failings. But the reality is, he said he came not with man's speech or man's wisdom, but he came with the power of the Holy Ghost. And I think, I, I believe a lot of Christians forget that it's according to the power that works in you that a lot of these things, this new life that we're talking about, these facts, these, these biblical ideas that come from the Word of God must get on the inside of you to a, a place where it becomes not just revelation, but a working revelation. 
It's great to have an idea or an understanding. Like when you're at school, you have a light bulb moment. Two plus two equals four. And then, okay, you can add another two and then it becomes six. And then it becomes eight. And suddenly you can go two, four, six, eight in your head. And you don't have to think about it. And it's a light. And But using, knowing that fact of multiplication doesn't really work until you perhaps say, start counting your money. And then you use that, well, two pounds plus two pounds, oh, that's, f I've got four pounds. Or if I go to work and I earn another two pounds, I've got six pounds. See, it becomes a working revelation. And then you can do something with that money because you've been able to apply the revelation of maths that you had as a child and you brought that in. Now, it's, it's the same with the word of God. Revelation in ideas, knowing that Jesus Christ is Lord is great. The devils know that. The demons know that. But you and I take the revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord and then apply it to our lives and say, well, actually, okay, what is he Lord over? Well, he's Lord over, over me. He's Lord over my spirit, so that means I'm going to eternal life. He's Lord over my mind, which means I have the mind of Christ. He's Lord over my body, which means that the power of God, that same Jesus, power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, is making alive my mortal body. These are new life facts. We have been brought in from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And I was talking about this yesterday, that the fear that has gripped the church and the world where we are right now doesn't necessarily feel like darkness in, in the idea that we're like pitch black and we can't see anything, we don't know what to do. It's just a, a kind of a, a sense of, and, 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 and the traditional idea of, of the gospel is like take the basket off and let your light shine and the darkness will fall back. But I'm not convinced that Christians are knowing how to deal with the constant bombardment. Bom it just, it's just we're getting bombarded with fear every day. Or there's a new coordinated media kind of buzzword. You know, regret. You regret if you don't do this. You regret. It's, it's just constantly pummeled in. And different generations will, will take more notice of the news. Uh, younger generations, uh, I've been reading articles of people, just they just say, just don't pay attention to it because they just don't, can't put up with the negativity. And that's really a good attitude as a Christian. I flick on the news just to find out what the devil's trying to push. And then I can go, well, I can push something different. I can push life because there is so much positivity in this world. There is so much life in this world. You know, there's <coughs> you might get a puppy for for as a present, and it's just a bundle of joy. We've just had one of, uh, bought our, our children a, a puppy, uh, the family a puppy, and he's become a fifth member of the family, and it's it's just a bundle of joy. There is life in every area that you look at. I mean, you can just pick up a book and just, 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 if you, if you go uh, like, um, I'm a, quite a romantic, quite an imaginary kind of imagination kind of person. But if I, if I wanted to just look at this book and think, wow, God created the trees that made this book. God created the person whose ideas have come together within this book. And all of that has combined and become this printed page. And that this could be a, a fiction book where someone has poured hours of work. I like reading certain, um, uh, what's his name, Jack Reacher books. I like the action kind of side of books and thrillery kind of mystery <laughs> kind of thing. I don't read a lot, but I enjoy that occasionally. And that person who's written that book, or like I, I, I was reading uh, or I've, I've read a lot about a guy called Stephen Pressfield 
who's written uh, very historical books with, with a fiction twist uh, about Rome. And he's written several other books, but he's also written a creative book, How to Be a Creative and stuff like that. And the pressures and the and the um, how, what he's gone through. I think it was The War of Art, I think it, it is the book he wrote. Don't quote me, I might be wrong. But the reality is the war of uh, what he was able to do in his life and go through the pressures and the, the 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 doubt and the insecurities to get these books from on the inside of what he had on the inside of him what he was meditating on what he was researching and the the frustration and the and he was able to get it out into this book this is what a human being is capable of and this is not necessarily a christian so what what can we do when we understand abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us the power that works within us see when we get the word of god working on the inside of us suddenly our new life comes alive suddenly we understand now point one in this in this series is that you must if you're going to live a new life if you're going to live the life that Jesus Christ has prayed for, you know, we're talking about it in Galatians uh, 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We're going to get to that place. One of the first points is you, be- you have to believe that you are valuable as God's creation. I remember reading an, uh, a, a university article or an article somewhere. It might have been a Christian article about something that they heard. And 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 a lecturer was giving a, a t- talk on something. And one of the pupils, it might have been a Christian lecture, I, I can't remember. And one of the pupils just said, are we not just more than dogs? We sleep around and we do all this kind of stuff. Are we not just more than dogs? The world has been pushed this idea that life is meaningless. Abortion rates are so high. Because we just, you know, we, we, we make them a steak and we just flush it down the toilet attitude. We, we have such a, a, a disregard for things. Things don't, like, shock us anymore. Because life is just meaningless. We're, we're all a part of an evolutionary uh, train. And, and we're just, you know, we're, you know, we're hoping that the, the next step in the evolution, evolutionary pattern is going to happen. We're going to build back better. We're going to have a global reset. We're going to fix everything. And mankind's going to do everything. But realistically, there's really no point to it because we're all going to die in 12 years because climate change is going to wipe out the face of the planet, the earth. So everything's just meaningless. But when you understand that God created you, if you go to Genesis chapter uh, 1 verse 27, it says, So God created human beings. I'm using this translation on purpose, just looking at this. He created human beings. So I hate to say this. If you're a man, a woman, a child, whatever you are, you're a human being and God created you. In fact, I don't hate to say that. That's the wrong expression. God created human beings in his own image. You were created in his image. He didn't create you like a dog. He didn't create you in the image of a monkey. He didn't create you in the image of an elephant. In fact, mankind had the capacity 
capacity to name every single animal. God brought every single animal past Adam and he named all of them. And yet he was not satisfied. Adam was not satisfied in, in, and there was no animal that was made that was able to, to meet the needs that he had as a, as, as in partnership and a work. But God didn't see, God didn't see Adam as, as, as clinging on to him for, for like, like a baby clings onto a child. Yes, there's always going to be a relationship. There's always going to be a trusting and a, a faithfulness, but God doesn't want you to kind of like be a baby for the rest of your life. So he produced and, 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 and created Eve out from within Adam's side and they became a one united being. This is where we got to look at the lifestyles and, and all the kind of stuff that the world's been pushing. We cannot live like the world lives. We must go back to this very scripture verse that says, God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. In the image of love, in the image of power, in the image of victory and success and growth, no limitations. God didn't create mankind with any limitations at all. Male and female, he created them. And as they become one, they become um, Adam and, 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 and Eve. They become one. Man, mankind, man, one being, man and woman joining together in, in intimacy, spiritually and physically, becoming one person. You see, these new life facts that we're talking about must have the foundation that you must understand God has put everything into this planet for you. He created you on purpose. You may feel that your parents made a massive mistake. You may be born in a, into relationships that are horrible and didn't succeed. You may be born into abusive relationships. You might be born into the, the most wealthiest relationship, but there's no intimacy because there's just, there's just separation of finances and, and greed and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to understand as an individual, as someone who was born into this earth and filled with a spirit man. See, your body was born and you breathed the breath of life and that spirit man was energized on the inside of you. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that, that, that spirit man on the inside of you becomes new. All things are passed away. All old things. Everything that's been done in your past has been passed away when you become born again and spirit-filled in Christ Jesus. And then as you go on this journey of Chris, Christianity, you go on this journey to uh, the love walk. You go on to the, this lifestyle of faith and understanding what, what that sin is to be pushed away and shunned. But you press into the Spirit of God and allow His grace and His mercy and His life to fill you so that you have no need of the old things. And as you do this, you walk step by step into the light. You walk step by step into new life and you understand how valuable you are. God created man and Adam and Eve in his own image. And they produced millions and millions and billions of, of offspring uh, over the years and over the thousands of years that this earth has been moving and working. And how mankind has been here. Mankind is not the death of this earth. Sin is the death of this earth. Mankind filled with the Spirit of God produces love, produces victory, produces success. 
you and I can be encouraged by the fact that we are valuable in God's eyes. In fact, in Psalm 8, it says that the angels marveled. What is mankind that you have blessed him with your presence? <coughs> that you've created him in your image. Jesus, God didn't just, just raise Adam out of, the, out of the dirt. He breathed life into him. He breathed the breath of life. His very spirit, part of him, went into Adam and made him alive unto God. It was only through rebellion and only through rejection of God's faithfulness and distrusting what God said. You see, this is the basic human problem. They don't believe that they're valuable and they don't trust what God said. If mankind would have trusted God with what he said from the beginning of time, there would be no rebellion. This whole earth would look completely different. It would be blessed, fruitful. We'd still be multiplying. Now, I believe that if Adam and Eve hadn't have sinned, then probably the next human on the list, the devil would have got in somewhere. Because our human nature is about making a choice. God's given us life and death as a choice. The power of life and death is in your tongue. You choose the words that you say. You choose the words of life. You choose the words of health. <coughs> Excuse me. Life is so wonderful when you have the foundation and the knowledge that God is saying to you, you are valuable. I love you. It's according to the power that works in you. See, your revelation or your understanding of these things will come from consuming the word of God. The life that I now live, Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, in the five physical senses, in what I see, what I do, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God made nothing inferior. You do understand that, don't you? God didn't make mankind lower. In fact, he made him lower than himself. It said in Psalm 8, he wasn't made lower than the angels. Jesus came to the earth and made himself of no reputation lower than the angels because he came down to the sin problem. He allowed sin to come on him on that cross and he died and went to hell for you and I and then he was raised from the dead so that the payment, the just payment of sin was done. Jesus answered the basic problem that mankind did not trust God's word because he proved that it could be done, that if you trust his word, you will have resurrection life. If you trust his word, you will have health and healing. If you trust his word, you will have success and prosperity and victory. We are in a place of pressing into the things of God. The Holy Spirit is alive on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you. He is not leading and guiding you into condemnation and, and distrust and, and fear and pain. No, the Holy Spirit is guiding you into health, guiding you into life, guiding into... I keep saying these same words over and over again. Health, life, success, victory. Because you are so valuable that Jesus Christ was sent by the Heavenly Father to die for you. That's how valuable you were. But you see, God didn't start making a, a, a faulty product in Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve weren't faulty. They weren't inferior. They were perfected in Him. They were a perfect human beings. He probably had the best abs you'll ever see. 
He worked. He he worked with God, and he and he he, he talks with God, and he and he he loved being in God's presence. He had unity with God. Like we we don't know how long that period was before the devil got in. It might have been months. It might have been years. Who knows? I'm not sure the Bible really clarifies that. But the relationship that God and Adam had was so unique, so special. That it was such a shock to everyone when the Adam and Eve just got deceived and made a decision to distrust what God's word had been told to them. And then that leaves them out of the garden. <coughs> Hallelujah. Health and healing is yours. Salvation is yours. Victory is yours. Because of who God is. He believes in you. He sees you as valuable. In fact, a new creation in Christ Jesus is a new being that's never been created before. You're living, breathing, wall-to-wall temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. He grows and stretches you and teaches you and comforts you and looks after you. And your capacity to receive more, the abundantly above, above, above all that we ask or think, that scripture in Ephesians, that scripture that says according to the power that works, according to the gospel that's working in you, according to the good news, according to the revelation, what is it? I, above all things, I want you to prosper and be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. So as you expand in the things of God, your soul renewed by the mind of God, your soul living in the word of God, your soul just just developing and just allowing the, the, the meditations of God, Joshua was told to meditate on the word day and night and you will prosper in everything that you do, hallelujah, God is working for you, he's not working against you, he's on your side, you are valuable, in fact the rain of God falls on the just and the unjust. That's why I was listening to a minister last night and he, he just mentioned it. He said that that's why you get people who become blessed and rich. Even though they're evil people or even though that they're, they're people who, who um, you know, I just think maybe not evil people is the wrong word. Uh, maybe like someone like Richard Branson, who's, who's a genuinely good person. And he's just hooked up to the, what God's provided for him, really. Now, he's worked hard. He's done all the things. You see, Christians don't like to add in all of the things that these guys do. We just think that God's just going to rain down some blessings and just blow everything up for us. And suddenly we go from nothing to somebody and, and, and we just have this dream world. See, Moses went from nothing to somebody over a long period of time. Abraham saw the, the promises of God over a long period of time. In fact, Abraham worked hard and he was 75 years old and he was a cattle rear. God made him rich at a very old age because he worked hard. And then you have Isaac who, who worked tirelessly. He, 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 he opened wells up. And then they were filled up by the Philistines. So he opened another one up and, he, and eventually God put him into a place where they realized that he was actually better than what they could ever do. That he could provide water in a place of drought. And then you had Jacob who was a creative thinker. 
he he basically creatively worked. Remember the story of the the sheep, and and he was only allowed to keep the speckled sheep, and and he wanted more sheep, so he he painted some rods and some stuff. And I, I don't know how scientifically it worked, but the sheep looked at these things, and then they only mated with the other speckled sheep, and blah blah blah. And it, it all worked out, but it was a creative idea to increase Jacob's business. And we've got to think like this, to work hard, to work tirelessly, to work creatively. That's all part of living this new life. But God's given you an opportunity right now. He's saying, I'm saying you are valuable. I have made you in my image. Go forth and multiply. Be a blessing to those around you. Be alive unto me. Understand the word of God that works inside of you. The power that works into you. And then I will be able to be able to do abundantly above all that you ask or think. As I wrap up this brief message today, I want you to take a home with you one thing. That God loves you and that you are valuable to him. When you get those th- that thought into you and drum it into you, suddenly your mind will open up and see the possibilities. Because when God says you're valuable, that means you can produce something. He's given you talents. He's given you ideas. He's given you things and he will bless the things that you do. He will bless the work of your hand. And as you keep him first and foremost, as the power of God, the gospel works in you, all things are possible to him that believeth. And if you're watching this and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. I want to go through a quick prayer with you. I want to talk to you. Because this is so important. The decision that you can make. Has anyone ever told you that God loves you? I have just now, a lot. (laughs) And that he has a wonderful plan for your life. I have a real quick but important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, where you would go? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Let me quickly share what the Bible says. It reads this, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also says this, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we all know that you and I, we're all whosoever's. Of course you are. We're all whosoever's. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you would like to receive the free gift that God has for you today, say this after me, with your heart and with your lips out loud. Pray this prayer. I'm just going to read a line and then you just say it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you are coming back for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost and a hunger for the things of God that I may preach the gospel with boldness. Say this after me now. I'm saved. I'm born again. 
I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. You are now born again. Your sins have been forgiven. If you've made, prayed that prayer for the first time in your life, or even if you're just rededicating your life, go to gospelpursuits.uk, click on the, name, the word Jesus. The prayer's there again. You can read through it and really cement that in your heart. But leave a comment. Send me a message. Let me know that you've done that and I will pray with you and I will agree with you. God is a great God. He loves you so much. Keep going on with him. Hallelujah. Well, that's my time for today. This is the Gospel Pursuits broadcast. Gospelpursuits.uk. You can find out more about where I'm, I'm going to be itinerary-wise. You can find out, read the blog posts, uh, just go and click on the word read. You can watch the archive. There's lots of stuff on there. You can hook up on social media, Gospel Pursuits on Facebook. And we can just basically just keep pressing forward because God's new life for you and I is so wonderful. And, so, and it, it's going to lead to you being a blessing to so many people as you maintain your victory, and your success by staying in the power that works on the inside of you, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you, I love you, and Jesus is Lord. And we will see you tomorrow for part three of New Life Facts. See you later.